You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Christmas Day edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Latica, and today will be a continuation of yesterday's episode. Uh, this will be kind of like a part two for yesterday's uh, episode surrounding the starting rotation entering the 2021 season uh, for the Colorado Rockies. Now, um, before I jump into what I have planned for today's episode, I just want to rehash a little bit uh, what we talked about yesterday. Um, obviously, in uh, for the starting rotation in 2020 this past year, uh, there were six main pitchers who comprised that rotation for the Rockies uh, over the 2020 campaign. Uh, they were Hermon Marquez, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, Antonio Senzatella, Ryan Castellani, and Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, now, there was also Antonio Santos, uh, who was thrown in there for one start. He made three appearances total for the Rockies last year. Uh, it was pretty ugly uh, in Arizona, um, but he doesn't really figure into being a huge part of the 2021 rotation. So we're going to leave him out of this uh, kind of mini, mini series here. Um, but just to kind of um, re- uh, recap what I talked about yesterday uh, before we dive into today's episode, uh, I kind of dove into the core four of the Rockies rotation. Kyle Freeland, Senzatella, John Gray, and Herman Marquez. Um, and so, you know, Kyle Freeland, I'll just I'll just kind of go through quickly um, these these four guys here uh, just to kind of summarize in case you missed yesterday's episode. Um, and if you did miss it, you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, pretty much anywhere. Uh, but Kyle Freeland uh, experienced a pretty remarkable bounce back season in 2020. Uh, his ERA came down uh, from 673 in 2019 uh, all the way down to 433 in 2020. So that's a, a really, really encouraging sign for Kyle. Um, obviously, with the pandemic shortened season, uh, we would have liked to see what he would have been able to do over the course of a full season. But hopefully we'll be able to see that uh, this coming year in 2021. Um, but yeah, so super encouraging for Kyle Freeland. Antonio Sensatella broke out in a huge way. Uh, he had by far the best season of his career in 2020. And if you ask me, he was the Rockies' best starter in 2020. And so the Rockies will certainly be looking to Antonio Sensatella to kind of replicate that success. Um, and as I mentioned yesterday, there are a couple of, you know, a couple of professionals that I've had a chance to talk with over the last couple of years uh, who are really high on Antonio Sensatella. Uh, the first was Jerry Schemmel um, just last week. Uh, who used to obviously call games for the Rockies on KOA, now broadcasting uh, for 104.3 The Fan, and Doug Maurer, who is the uh, play-by-play broadcaster for the Asheville Tourists. And he got to see Antonio Sensatella up close and personal when he was back with the Tourists a a few years ago. So um, Sensatella, you know, we're hoping to see him replicate that success in 2021. You know, we're hoping that 2020 is not an outlier for Sensatella. And then kind of the... um, the two uh, areas for concern in the core four for the Colorado Rockies are John Gray and Herman Marquez. Now, John Gray, he is really yet to kind of take that next step in in kind of lockdown being that, you know, really reliable front of the rotation guy. You know, we've we've been hoping that we were going to see it from him for, for three or four years now. It just hasn't really all come together yet for John Gray. And 2020 was was just dismal for John Gray. It wasn't great. Uh, 669 in ERA and eight starts in 2020 for John Gray. Uh, the the left on base 
uh, rate, the ground ball rate, and the strikeouts per nine for John Gray were all down, uh, and especially the strikeouts per nine. That's where that's where it's really concerning for John Gray. Uh, he was only striking out five guys per nine innings last year, uh, and that's really not good, uh, especially for a big strikeout guy like John Gray. Um, also, the fastball velocity is also down from 96 to 94 um, the past two years. So um, that's kind of where, you know, we need to see John Gray improve over the course of a full season in 2021. Um, you know, obviously with the pandemic shortened season, you, you're kind of you kind of want to be able to just throw out some of these stats. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they only were, were they're they only able to make eight, eight or nine starts. Um I mean, I believe Kyle Freeland and uh, Herman Marquez, yeah, Marquez uh, made 13 starts, and I believe he, you know, was tied for the NL lead in that category. So, uh, obviously, really small sample size over just a two-month season, uh, but you're hoping to see those numbers improve for John Gray. And also, Herman Marquez, his strikeout rate was down as well. Um, over the last three seasons, as I mentioned, the strikeout rate has gone down from 10.5 to 9 to 8 for Herman Marquez. So you're kind of wondering if the Rockies are trying to turn John Gray and Herman Marquez into pitch-to-contact pitchers, uh, which would which just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense for Sensatella and Freeland, who have that you know good pinpoint command. They're able to limit the weak contact, uh, and who you know don't have the velocity that John Gray and Herman Marquez do. Um, so for those two guys, um, we're looking for those numbers to improve in the 2021 season if the Rockies want to have any prayer of contending. Uh, over the course of this next upcoming campaign. But so now let's kind of take a look at, um, you know, who can really fill that fifth spot going forward. Uh, now, the first guy, uh, uh, Ryan Castellani, uh, he figured into the 2020 rotation. Uh, he obviously, um, he did pretty, he, he did he did okay over the course of 2020. It wasn't super great. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, he made his major league debut this past year. He was the former number 15 overall prospect in the Rockies organization, according to MLB.com. Second round pick in 2014 at a Brophy College Prep High School in Phoenix. Uh, that's where I used to live, actually, for the last four years. Uh, but, you know, I, again, Castellani, okay season, okay major league debut for uh, for Castellani over the course of his first pro or his first season at the major league level. Uh, he got off to an encouraging start. He allowed just one run on two hits through his first two starts against Seattle and Texas uh, this year. And then he proceeded to allow 12 runs over his next three outings against Houston, Arizona, and San Diego. Uh, he finished the season with only two scoreless outings. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it obviously got off to a good start, kind of teetered off near the end for Castellani. Uh, overall, he posted a 582 ERA and a 91 ERA plus in 10 appearances. Nine of those were starts. Um, and, you know, obviously, I mean, if you've been listening to my podcast over the course of the last couple of weeks, you'll know that I'm, you know, I'm huge into the uh, advanced metrics. They, I think that they tell a little bit better story than, you know, the just kind of standard metrics like ERA. So uh, ERA plus, if you don't remember, it's park adjusted on a scale where 100 is league average. Anything above 100 is better and anything below 100 is worse than league average. So he was 9% worse uh, than league average in 2020 uh, by the ERA plus metric. Um, but kind of what really made headlines for Ryan Castellani early on was his delivery is virtually identical to that of Max Scherzer. Um, and and uh, Rob Friedman, I believe his name is, uh, the Pitching Ninja on Twitter, he posted a GIF of the side-by-side of Ryan Castellani and Max Scherzer's delivery. And they are pretty much virtually identical. Um, and obviously, there are a lot worse guys that you could model that you could model your mechanics after. It, it obviously works out great for Scherzer, um, and we'll have to wait and see if Castellani can make it work to his advantage as well. 
Um, but for Castellani, um, we're really kind of waiting for the strikeouts um, to kind of soar ahead of the walk numbers. Uh, he only struck out 25 guys against 26 walks this past season. Uh, so, you know, for Castellani, we're really kind of looking for the walk rate to come down, the strikeout rate to go up, just overall to get a, a little bit better command of his pitches. Um, and he was ranked near the bottom of many StatCast statistical categories uh, over the course of the 2020 season. He was in the 11th percentile in Major League Baseball or lower in exit velocity allowed uh, and the hard hit rate as well. So he's given up a lot of solid contact, which uh, you're obviously you, want, you really want to see that come down. Uh, he was also in the 11th percentile or lower in X-weighted on-base average, uh, expected ERA, expected batting average against, expected slugging percentage, the strikeout rate, and the walk rate. Uh, but his fastball uh, spin rate is in the 65th percentile this year, which is encouraging. Hopefully he'll be able to build on that because uh, as has been proven over the last couple of years, the higher your spin rate is, the more deceiving your pitches are going to come off as and the more effective they'll be. Uh, at limiting that that solid contact and, and really being a deceptive pitch to the hitter. Uh, and so, you know, obviously the fastball, um, that that is a uh, an encouraging sign for Castellani. Uh, it, it, the fastball averaged 92.5 miles per hour in 2020. Uh, and so, you know, certainly in, increasing that spin rate will help uh, help it, help make that pitch a more effective pitch. You know, it can help make up for what's lacking in velocity there. Uh, just kind of like where, kind of like what Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella were both able to do. Um, so, you know, I mean, he showed promising stuff overall, at least to start his major league career. Um, we won't put too much stock in the bad numbers this early on in his career. Obviously, this was his first season at the major league level. Um, so, I mean, he he can obviously figure into the 2020 run, 2021 rotation, excuse me. Uh, but it's what's more important is how he adjusts to the league in his second year. And hopefully he can use that Max Scherzer delivery to pitch like Max um, and be effective at the major league level before too long. Uh, so that's kind of what we'll be looking for from Antonio Senzatella. Um, and I will have more on the outlook for the 2021 rotation uh, coming up in a little bit here. Uh, but first, I just want to tell you about betonline.ag. Uh, are we ready for some football, you guys? Uh, the college football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. Uh, and the NFL regular season is also finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer and clearer with each week. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Latica, and today we are talking about the starting rotation for the Colorado Rockies and the outlook on that rotation heading into the 2021 season. So, I mean, obviously the Rockies core four has has those four rotation spots pretty locked down heading into the 2021 season. Uh, the Rockies have shown no indications on giving up on John Gray. Uh, obviously, Herman Marquez, you know, has been one of the better pitchers for the Rockies uh, 
for the Rockies franchise overall over the last couple of years. And Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella both coming off of, of huge campaigns in the 2020 season. So they both have, they those four kind of have those four rotation spots locked down, um, I would imagine, heading into the 2021 season. But who is really going to have that fifth rotation spot as we head into the new campaign? So, I mean, obviously we just talked about Ryan Castellani in the first segment of today's episode. And I want to talk about a couple other guys who I could see feasibly sliding into that, uh, into that fifth spot. Uh, the first is Chichi Gonzalez. Um, now Chichi Gonzalez just finished his second season with the Rockies. Um, he posted a 686 ERA in six games Four of those were starts. Um, and then obviously he was non-tendered along with Tony Walters and David Dahl a couple weeks ago. He was re-signed to a minor league contract with an invite to spring training uh, just uh, a week or so ago. Um, so Chichi Gonzalez will be back with the big league club in spring training at the very least um, in 2021. Um, obviously, you know, because of that, they still envision him getting time with the major league club. Um, but really with Chichi Gonzalez, I just don't, I honestly don't understand what the Rockies see in Gonzalez. Um, and the fact that he, re he remains one of their go-to options for rotation depth is a problem. Uh, and it shows how little depth the Rockies really have in the rotation. Um, obviously, I mean, with Chichi Gonzalez, he doesn't have velocity on his side. He was averaging around 92 miles an hour on the sinker and his fastball and 87 miles per hour on the changeup and the cutter. But really where the problem lies with Chichi Gonzalez is he walks way too many guys and the left on base percentage is way too low for Chichi. Uh, he has a career 4.73 walks per nine innings. Um, and you know, just to kind of dive into the uh, left on base rate and the ground ball rate, uh, according to Fangraphs, uh, Fangraphs notes that the league average uh, of those two statistics, left on base and the ground ball rate, is around 72% and 44% respectively. Um, and for Chichi Gonzalez, uh, those numbers are around 66% uh, with the left on base rate and the ground ball rate at 44%. Uh, so he's around league average uh, with the ground ball rate, and he is below league average at stranding runners on base. And both of those are not good indicators if you want to have a successful career pitching at Coors Field. Uh, the ground ball rate, again, is fine. It's nothing to write home about. But he needs to start straining more runners and getting more command of his pitches in order to better stay in the strike zone and avoid walking guys. Because, obviously, a career 4.7 walks per nine, almost near five walks per nine innings, that is not a recipe for success at Coors Field. Um, I, and, and he is still twenty, still only 28 years old. I believe he'll be 29 uh, in the upcoming 2021 season. So he still has time on his side, uh, but he's never had a career walks per nine mark lower than 4.3. So he's, again, he's just walking way too many guys. He doesn't have the zip on his pitches um, that he really needs in order to you know, be able to deceive major league hitters. Um, the, the spin rate on his fastball was okay um, this past year. It was in the 70th percentile, which is pretty good. Um, and so that'll really help. Uh, again, as I mentioned uh, earlier with Ryan Castellani and guys like Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella, who don't really have the velocity on their side. Um, but, you know, again, Chichi Gonzalez really needs to work on that walk rate. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Rockies need to at least at the very least, give Castellani and Peter Lambert a chance in 2021 before turning to Chichi Gonzalez. Um, I just think that, you know, they need that critical development time at the major league level in order to really improve. And I've said that multiple times on this podcast before the position players as well, guys like Brendan Rogers and Ryan McMahon, 
and Garrett Hampson and Rymel Tapia. All those young guys, they need that critical major league development time in order to, you know, develop into solid and encouraging major league starters, you know, ones that can inspire confidence um, in Bud Black to start them. Um, and so for Chichi Gonzalez, I just don't, I don't see him really becoming an effective major league starter um, because, you know, again, even, even with other guys like Castellani and Peter Lambert, um, there are other areas where you can look to see signs of encouragement that simply aren't there for Chichi Gonzalez. Um, and, and I'll get into that with Peter Lambert right now. Uh, Peter Lambert obviously made his major league debut in 2019. Uh, he was not able to pitch in 2020 after undergoing Tommy John surgery this past July. Um, but the biggest problem with Peter Lambert is we're not sure how he's going to respond after Tommy John's surgery. How effective will Peter Lambert really be able to be um, in 2021? I, if he's even able to be able to pitch in 2021, who knows? I mean, with Tommy John surgery, it's usually at least a year-long recovery. So we may not see Peter Lambert again until 2022. Um, and that would really open the door for Ryan Castellani to try and get that that critical development time at the major league level. Uh, but the encouraging thing with Peter Lambert is the history of low walk rates, which is also good. Um, but he needs to, again, improve the strikeout rates as well. You take a look at Peter Lambert um, over the course of his, of his minor league career in the Rockies organization, he has had walk rates uh, or stri excuse me, strikeout rates uh, around seven, uh, seven and eight strikeouts per nine. Uh, the one outlier is in 2018 uh, with AAA Albuquerque, uh, he posted a strikeouts per nine rate of just over five. Uh, but then in 2019, before his promotion, he was able to bump that up again to uh, 7.6 strikeouts per nine. Uh, so with Peter Lambert, you're really hoping to see um, you're really hoping to see those strikeout numbers kind of appear in the major league level. Um, in 2019, he appeared in 19 games. Uh, he posted an ERA of 725 after an encouraging start. Um, so not a super great season for Peter Lambert in his debut season either a couple of years ago. Um, but the uh, the left on base percentage, again, around league average at 64%. Uh, you want to see that that go up a little bit as well. But really the encouraging thing for Lambert is the low walk rates. He is, I mean, he had a, uh, a walk rate of just over three walks per nine in 2015 in the Grand Junction League at Rookie Ball. Uh, with the Grand Junction Rockies in the Pioneer League. But then it's really kind of been around one and two walks per nine um, over the course of his minor league career. And then in 2019, that jumped up again to 3.6 walks per nine. Uh, but still, I mean, even, even then, it's still lower than the career mark of Chichi Gonzalez. So this is kind of what I'm talking about, where there are other peripheral stats that are, that are signs of encouragement for some of the younger guys that simply aren't there for Chichi Gonzalez. Um, and... You know, I, I, if it were me, I would lean toward giving these guys a chance before, you know, promoting Chichi Gonzalez um, with that just astronomically high walk rate um, and the low left on base rate as well. Um, so that's kind of where I hope the Rockies go to. Um, we'll have to see kind of what happens with Peter Lambert in 2021. Obviously, he won't he, he he most likely won't be ready to start the 2021 season. We may see him near the end of next year, uh, but I would really be kind of looking for Lambert to make an impact in 2022. So really, I believe that that fifth rotation spot is Ryan Castellani's to lose. Um, he showed us, you know, he showed us some some solid signs of encouragement um, in the brief 2020 season, and hopefully he'll be able to build on that. Uh, as as his major league career progresses. And hopefully he gets the opportunity to do that uh, in the upcoming 2021 season. 
Well, that'll just about do it for this Friday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Uh, you can find the show uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. Um, and you can follow... Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at L.O. Rockies. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter account at Ryan Latica. My last name is spelled L-A-D-I-K-A. Uh, and before I go, I do want to tell you about the new show that the Locked On Podcast Network has launched, uh, Locked On Bets. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, again, this will just about do it for this Friday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Latica, and I appreciate you listening on. uh, And hopefully we'll see you again next week for more Rockies news and analysis. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.